The attorney for O.J. Simpson says his client is not very happy with the new TV series about his 1995 murder trial. It's a 10-part series that debuted last night on the FX cable channel. The former Buffalo Bill can't actually watch the show, but he says he's seen the ads for it. Malcolm Levain, a Las Vegas lawyer, says that Simpson doesn't mind so much how he's being portrayed by actor Cuba Gooding Jr., but he doesn't like the way that the late Johnny Cochran comes off in the TV show. It's entitled The People versus O.J. Simpson. Now, Simpson has always maintained he was innocent of the murders of Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman. He made that very clear when I sat down with him in Miami back in 2005 on the 10th anniversary of the crime. He was also adamant that the Brown family would never get any of his money despite the civil trial $30 million court order leveled against him. Uh, and, if, and if I had to pay them, I wouldn't work. I didn't commit the crime. I don't believe they deserve a dime. And uh, I made it clear I don't, I don't play any games that way. If, if I had to pay them, I just won't work. You talk about loyalty. I like to think that every Buffalo Bill that I played with, and people I knew in Buffalo, for years if they had a problem and they called me, I did something for them. Maybe not everything they wanted. I didn't pay off the house or whatever. But I was there for them. So... I learned that the people who, in many cases that you do the most for are the people that you can't really count on <laughs> when things aren't going real well for you, you know. So, I mean, I, I was disappointed in a few people. Uh, there's one or two people in Buffalo. The Nevada state prison system does not offer the FX channel to inmates there, so Simpson will have to wait to watch the show about him. The former Buffalo Bill is 68 years old now. He is serving time for kidnapping and armed robbery charges. He will be eligible for parole next year. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Spring Hill Josh, and the Illumamami herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, boys and girls, kids of all ages, women and children, grandmas and grandpas, part two of our O.J. Simpson murder. That story is true, it's sad to say I was watching the game when they cut away He told the L.A. cops he was going to give up And the media set up their satellite trucks Had 18 cameras at City Hall Then O.J.'s lawyer began to stall All of a sudden, in a wink of an eye That Bronco was spotted on 405 on CNN And the network's three, the flashing taillights Was all you could see OJ even inspired country music. Mm-hmm. He was everywhere. And, and I mean, in the week since we... I like to boot scoop boogie. <laughs> <laughs> you got to imagine so, right? I mean, come on. Get out on the dance floor. Cut it loose, Juice. Nobody line dances like me. That's right. That's right. Hey, before we get into all the stuff we got to cover today, I think we need to do a scale. We haven't done a scale in a while. No. An old-fashioned one-to-ten scale 
if you had the chance to be an elevator alone with OJ Simpson on the night of the murders, how scary would that be? Do you know he did it? Or are you just on the just elevator off, with him? Just, just, just on the, uh, the idea that you maybe think he did it or maybe didn't. Because it's that night. We, that night you didn't know yet. That's true. Okay, I guess a week later. <laughs> oh, okay. A week after the murders, trapped in an elevator. <laughs> trapped in an elevator with the juice. And you've got, you know, like an elevator version of Elton John's Rocket Man playing really low in the bathroom. <laughs> Josh, what do you what say ye? If I'm alone with the with the juice in an elevator, I'm gonna bring a mop with me. <laughs> What? You're gonna mop up that juice. I'm gonna mop up that juice. See, okay. that's how I know we've been married long enough is that I catch all of those subtle dad puns. <laughs> you wanted to set the scene. I like it. So theater of the mind. Because I have a trusty mop with me, I'm gonna give this a two. Okay. I'm so you still... wouldn't you wouldn't be scared at all, intimidated no. at all. Okay. Two. April. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> so you yeah. look over and you're like. Nordberg? Oh my god. (laughs) I would give it, uh, yeah, like a two or three. Yeah. Just because I don't think, like, okay, yeah, he probably murdered his, he's probably a murderer, right? (laughs) But I don't think he would murder just like some rando in an elevator. Right. You know what I mean? I don't think that he, because he had no motive. Like, what's he going to do it again? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, Yep, yep, he did it again. I feel like he's one of those guys that you could easily distract by like asking him for his autograph or like yeah, to ask him to talk he, about himself. He thinks, yeah, exactly. He thinks he's the coolest person on the planet. So just distract him with that until your elevator gets you gotta, to your floor. Yeah, I mean, you got to assume it was a crime of passion if it was him, which we'll get to in this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Dun, dun, dun. People were wondering. Um, I'm a rocket man, and uh, I'm gonna, too. I'm gonna keep on keeping on shooting so, the stars. <laughs> did you guys know that O.J. Simpson had a, we'll call it like almost a jackass type prank show? Yeah, short lived too. Very short lived. <laughs> short. It was called Juiced. Oh, I, you guys never gave yours your verdicts. Oh, your scale. Oh, yeah, I made a joke and then went <laughs> and ignored the fact that I was supposed to give. Uh, if I knew he had just done the murders and he's on the elevator, which means he's walking away free, I'm going to give it an eight. Hmm. I guess, I'm sorry, I would say for me, probably going to go air on you guys' side more and just say, what's he going to do to some rando six foot yeah, white he, dude standing he next killed to somebody? That's like, sure, he's probably not going to kill you, but he still he killed somebody. I don't know. I could probably quote some of the lines he said. (laughs) Naked gun just looking at him. Mm -hmm. all googly eyed. Um, Yeah, you know, probably a two or three for me. I I don't think I think he's just a little too. I think I I don't think in the traditional sense, I guess we're going to get to it in the verdict, but Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get to that. That's just my gut. So anyway, Juice, let's talk a little bit about the after the trial. Because we ended with the holy shit verdict. Mm-hmm. Whew, still reeling from that. Everybody was. 
whether it was positive or negative in your mind, I mean, it was a big deal. So, Juiced, we're talking about, in 2006, Simpson starred in his own improv hidden camera prank TV show called Juiced. Typical of the genre, Simpson would play a prank on everyday people while secretly filming them, and at the end of each prank, he would shout, You've been juiced! <laughs> You've been juiced! Less typical. Each episode opened with topless strippers dancing around Simpson, who is dressed as a pimp. He sings his own rap song, which includes the lyrics... <laughs> Don't you knew don't you know there's no stopping the juice when I'm on the floor I'm on, I'm like a lion on the loose better shoot me with a tranquilizer dart don't be stupid I'm not a Simpson named Bart That's very uh, t- that's very time I put a knife in your heart <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit uh, actually Oops. juice we got to edit that out <laughs> Sorry sorry I, I, I took some creative license there I, I know you're feeling the flow we got to go back to the start <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, I got a good prank. I'm going to run upon these two strangers with a knife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're going to get to that. No. Uh, Oh, yeah. In one episode, Simpson Simpson is is at a used car lot in Las Vegas where he attempts to sell his white Bronco made famous (laughs) during the chase in Los Angeles Park. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. There's a bullet hole in the front of the SUV (laughs) circled with his autograph, and he pitches it to a prospective buyer by saying that if they ever got into some trouble and have to get away, it has escapability. <laughs> Mr. Producer, I say we put blood all over this thing and then try to sell it. Oh, blood. That's, that's giving me deja vu. I know where to get some. And, and another sketch called B-I-N-G-O-J, Simpson <laughs> pretends to ha- be having an affair with another man's girlfriend. Later, he transforms into an old white man, which is the clip that I saw, which we'll post on our Facebook, which you should like immediately because you want to be part of the fun. Simpson pretends to be. OK, so I just said that mm-hmm. he's when he's an old white man whose dying wish is to call a game of bingo. Juiced aired as a one-time special on pay-per-view television and was later released on DVD. <laughs> By the way, that that old white man character. Yeah. There were a couple different sketches, one where he put a dollar bill on the sidewalk, and this is one that I saw on the internet, and he lured a white guy into an alley, and then he jumped out and surprised him, and then pulled out a knife. What the (laughs) fuck? Multiple times on that show. People just don't have the same sense of humor anymore. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so... We know about the trial, but let's 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 get into it now. I I can't remember if we brought up the civil trial at all towards no, the end. No, we did not. But there was a after the trial civil trial. Now, yeah, we we're like two for one. We get another trial. Yeah, court TV was like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> well, actually, they were like, fuck, because the um, the judge would not allow court TV or oh, no or even huh? sketch artists in. Yeah. Wow. We want no doodlers. So (laughs) following Simpson's acquittal of criminal charges, uh, Ronald Goldman's family filed a civil lawsuit against Simpson. Daniel Petroselli represented plaintiff Fred Goldman, who was Ron's uh, father, while Robert Baker Baker represented Simpson. Superior Court Judge Hiroshi Fujisaki presided. Sorry. God damn. It's like every episode, I hope that I'm not going to fuck up words. And then every time. <laughs> it's okay. Banana Roo. That's uh, good stuff. So, so 
this judge said that he would not allow, he barred television, still cameras, radio equipment, courtroom sketch artists, and anybody else that was of the media from the courtroom on October 23rd, 1996 opening statements were made. And on January 16th, 1997, both sides rested their cases on February 5th, 1997, a civil jury in Santa Monica, California unanimously found Simpson liable for the wrongful death of and battery against Goldman and battery against Nicole Simpson Brown. Simpson was ordered to pay 33,500,000 in damages. In February of 1999, there was an auction of Simpson's Heisman trophy and other belongings netted almost 500,000, which went to the Goldman family. The Goldman family also tried to collect Simpson's NFL 28,000 yearly pension, but failed to collect any money. In, 90, in 90, 1997, Simpson was evicted from the estate in which he had lived for 20 years at 360 North Rockingham Avenue after defaulting on the mortgage. In July of 98, the house was demolished by its owner, Kenneth Adbala. Abdallah, sorry, Kenneth Abdallah, an investment banker and president of the Jerry's famous Deli Shane. The property's address has since been renumbered to 380 North Rockingham Avenue. Interesting. Hmm. More you know. A 2000 Rolling Stone article reported that Simpson still made a significant income by signing autographs. He subsequently moved from California to Florida, settling in Miami. In Florida, among a few states, a person's residence cannot be seized to collect a debt under most circumstances. Now, most all this info, I'm getting this mostly from the Wikipedia, but I actually watched that Lost Confessions tape really breaks down his life afterwards. And also, we're going to lead this. This is going to go into his eventual prisons, prison time that he mm-hmm. does do. Um and his book deal and all that other stuff. Now the the prison sentence the 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 trial was was part of an L.A. Las Vegas or not L.A. Las, Las Vegas, Vegas robbery. Everybody other than him that was involved was a Fed. They think it was a big time setup, but whoa, 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 they can't whoa. confirm that. No, they they're like have either are a Fed or ties to really the people who stole his stuff, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. So it was so even though the judge the first thing the judge said to him in 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 uh in court for mm-hmm. that trial when he got sent to prison basically she she opened the statement by saying just so you know this isn't because of your acquittal like even though oh no I've been juiced. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the more you look into that, you can definitely tell it was a setup. So, continuing on, so in uh, 2000, Rolling Stone article reported that Simpson still made a significant income, like I said, by signing autographs. Um, on uh, September 5th, 2006, Goldman's father took Simpson back to court to obtain control over Simpson's right to bub- publicity for purposes mm-hmm. of satisfying the judgment in the civil court case. Now, the if I did it book, right? That's a tricky, tricky situation. So the, um, on January 4th, 2007, a federal judge issued a restraining order 
prohibiting Simpson from spending any advance he may have received on a canceled book deal and TV interview about the 94 murders. The matter was dismissed before trial for lack of jurisdiction. And then on January 19, 2007, a California state judge issued an additional restraining order ordering Simpson to restrict his spending to ordinary and necessary living expenses. So the guy, I mean, it's not like he went to Cancun and just lived out his days doing drugs and mm-hmm. juicing people. <laughs> um, I feel like they even said there was a behind the scenes of the juiced uh show like a one of the people that was working there he's got blooper reels <laughs> not really they're like i don't think we got bloopers because most of the show is a joke anyways and juice is showing up every day pretty crocked pretty intoxicated really not, yeah not really feeling it hmm. i did not it know was he really, was uh he was a there. guy who did that sort of thing mm, he, he was like a ryan uh, <laughs> but no, he, he just didn't, he didn't, um, he was there for a new metaphor for the show. He, he was the there. Ryan, AKA the, the casual alcoholic. <laughs> he was there on a well, scale of one to Ryan. He was, he was there for a paycheck. We don't make money out of this. So I'm here just to be yeah. a casual alcoholic. <laughs> anyway. Um, so he was prevented from the, from making money on book deals, which is good. I mean, that they do that with serial killers too. You can't, you, it, by law, you cannot make profit right. off your murders. It's a big deal. Um, You've and, been bundied. <laughs> <laughs> that guy would sell a lot of merchandise. I've seen him on band t-shirts. People mm-hmm. like serial killers. I'm Please. sorry. We have a unique fascination in this we, country. We, we, we're, we're cool with him because he was handsome. I know. Isn't that weird? And he was a Republican. Which is not handsome, Literally. actually. I take that back. It, it, you know what? It doesn't matter what you are. Trump is, or not Trump, uh, Juice was. Juice is, actually. A Republican? He just gave gave a an interview recently to a Buffalo paper, and he talks about how Trump is one of the last remaining man's men. Man's man. Mm. Mm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Take your word, Juice. All right. Anyway, in August 2007, a Florida bankruptcy court awarded the rights to the book that he did eventually publish. Eventually. Oh, it did come out eventually? Yeah. It did. Huh. I thought it was canceled. Well, it was. Okay. okay. At at first. Now, the book book was, uh, the rights were given to the Goldman family Mm. to partially satisfy an unpaid civil judgment. Originally titled, (laughs) If I Did It, the book was renamed, If I Did It, Confessions of the Killer. (laughs) The Goldmans. Good on them for putting that on there. (laughs) If I did it, dot, 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 I really did did it. it. I'm a fucking asshole, the book. (laughs) Hypothetically, if I did it. With the word if reduced in size to make the title appear to read, I did it. Confessions of the Killer. Hey, what font is this? (laughs) It was all supposed to be size 64 Comic Sans across the front. Comic Sans. (laughs) He would (laughs) use. Oh, boy. It was supposed to be Minute Maid font. Additional material <laughs> Additional material was added by the members of the Goldman family and investigative journalist Dominic Dunn and author Pablo Fengeviz. Whoa. Okay, so here's some other legal trouble. State of California claims Simpson owes $1.44 in back taxes. A tax lien was filed in 99. 
In the late 90s, Simpson attempted to register O.J. Simpson, O.J. and the Juice as trademarks for a broad range of goods, including figurines, trading cards, sportswear medallions, coins, and prepaid telephone cards. And champagne. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, gotta love that juice. Went to college and got my knife set from O.J. Yeah. Carving Mm. knives? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They work good in a street alley. Late at night, buy new O.J. Simpson glove. That's right, glove. <laughs> a, quote, concerned citizen. Unquote. She'll order a size up, though. They fit a little tight. <laughs> William P. Ritchie sued to oppose the granting of federal registration on the grounds that doing so would be immoral and scandalous. Simpson gave up the effort in 2000. In February of 2001... Simpson was arrested in Miami County, Florida for simple battery and burglary of an occupied conveyance for yanking the glasses off another motorist during a traffic issue. If convicted, Simpson could have faced he cut me 16 off. Years. I mean, I cut him off. I mean, <laughs> on December 4th, 2001, Simpson's Miami home was searched by the FBI in suspicion of ecstasy possession and money laundering. The FBI had received a tip that Simpson was involved in a major drug trafficking ring after 10 other suspects were arrested in the case. Simpson's home was thoroughly searched for two hours, but no illegal drugs were discovered and no arrest or formal charges were filed following the search. However, investigators uncovered equipment capable of stealing satellite television programming, which eventually led to Simpson's being sued in federal court. I was just trying to cut the cord. Hey, I did it. On July 4th, 2002, Simpson was arrested in Miami County, Florida for water speeding through a manatee protection zone. (laughs) Failing to comply with proper boating regulations. Hey, I'm getting arrested over speeding through these fat penguins. (laughs) I was going to say, these fucking sea cows. This wouldn't happen in L.A. These fucking ugly-ass dolphins look like they've been fucking eating ho-hos all day. Oh, the huge manatee? Didn't see him. I just picture a manatee trying to flip him off as he's driving by in his Bronco. I can Somebody see him roll hitting, me. I can see him hitting one, and then after the sea police come along and they see him, he's like, I didn't do it. He holds up his hands. <laughs> We're going to eat. That's a trophy. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, Simpson was fined for the infraction. In March of 2004, satellite television network DirecTV accused Simpson in a Miami federal court of using illegal electronical devices to pirate its broadcast signals. The company later won a $25,000 judgment, and Simpson was ordered to pay an additional $33,678 in attorney's fees and costs. Now, let's get to the L.A. I keep saying L.A. Las Vegas robbery. Okay. So we're going to do this. And then when we take a break, we're going to go to the lost confession tapes. Cause that's mm-hmm. why we're here. This is, this is the, this is the fruit of where this whole interview came from. That was newly released from 2006. So here we go. I would say it's also the reason why we decided to do this episode because of this release of a, uh, the confession. Tape. Yes, for sure. And we wanted, you know, we, we each, I think we each individually kind of looked into this and, and, um, 
it's been this has been fun. I, I usually doing two parts can be kind of agonizing because I always like to get to like multiple subjects, but this has been an interesting time. I feel like I've actually learned a few things. So on the night of September 13th, 2007, a group of men led by Simpson entered a room at the Palace Station Hotel Casino and took sports memorabilia at gunpoint, which resulted in Simpson's being questioned by police. Simpson admitted to taking the items, which he said he had been stolen from him, but denied breaking into the hotel room. He also denied that he or anyone else carried a gun. He was released after questioning. I don't carry guns. I carry knives. (laughs) What did he say in that lost confession tape? He's like, so hypothetically, well, you'll hear it on the clip, but yeah, he's like, hypothetically, I don't carry a gun because everybody knows you can't have a gun. So I had a knife. It's like, hypothetically, (laughs) hypothetically. Uh, yeah. Anyway, two days later, Simpson was arrested and initially held without bail. Along with three other men, Simpson was charged with multiple felony counts, including criminal conspiracy, kidnapping, assault, robbery, and using a deadly weapon. Bail was set at $125,000 with stipulations that Simpson had to have no contact with the co-defendants and that he surrender his passport. Simpson did not enter a plea. By the end of October of 2007, all three of Simpson's co-defendants had plea bargained with the prosecution of the Clark County, Nevada, which that's not good because they all plea bargained and he didn't, which means he's going to take the brunt of it. Walter Alexander and Charles H. Cashmore accepted plea agreements in exchange for reduced charges in their testimony against Simpson and three other co-defendants, including testimony that guns were used in the robbery. Co-defendant Michael McClinton told the Las Vegas judge that he, too, would plead guilty to reduce charges and testify against Simpson that guns were used in the robbery. After the hearings, the judge ordered that Simpson be tried for the robbery. On November 8, 2007, Simpson had a preliminary hearing to decide whether he would not would or would not be tried for the charges. He was held over for trial on all 12 counts. Simpson pleaded not guilty on November 29th. He always pleads not guilty, by the way. Worked last time. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then on November 29th, the trial was reset from April to September 8th, 2008. Court officers and attorneys announced on May 22nd, 2008, that long questionnaires with at least 150 queries would be given to a jury pool of 400 or more. In January of 2008, Simpson, we're getting there, was taken into custody in Florida and flown to Las Vegas, where he was incarcerated at the county jail for violating the terms of his bail by attempting to contact Clarence C.J. Stewart, a co-defendant in the trial. So I think he, the people he was involved with, he didn't quite, he didn't have the right people on his side because it seemed like everybody turned on him and then they were definitely keeping a close eye on him because as soon as he contacted one of the guys, they were like, eh, 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 mm-hmm. you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. So... He violated his bail terms. A hearing took place on January 16th, 2008. Glass raised Simpson's bail to 250000 in order that he remain in county jail until 15% was paid in cash. Simpson posted bond that evening and returned to Miami the next day because he's a rich son of a bitch somehow. <laughs> Simpson and his co-defendant were found guilty of all charges on October 3rd, 2008. And on October 10th, 2008... Simpson's counsel moved for a new trial on grounds of judicial errors and insufficient evidence. Simpson's attorney announced he would appeal to the Nevada Supreme Court if Judge Glass denied the motion. The attorney for Simpson's co-defendant, C.J. Stewart, petitioned for a new trial, alleging Stewart should have been tried separately. Simpson faced a possible life sentence with parole on the kidnapping charge and mandatory prison time for armed robbery. On December 5, 2008, Simpson was sentenced to a total of 33 years in prison. Ow. 
Mm-hmm. But the possibility of parole after nine years in 2017. On September 4th, 2009, the Nevada Supreme Court denied a request for bail during Simpson's appeal. And in October 2010, the Nevada Supreme Court affirmed his convictions. He served the sentence at the Lovelock Correctional Center where his inmate ID number was, who cares? A Nevada judge agreed <laughs> on October 19th, 2012 to reopen the armed robbery and kidnapping case against O.J. Simpson to determine if the former football star was so badly represented by his lawyers that he should be freed from prison and get another trial. A hearing was held beginning May 13, 2013 to determine if Simpson's, Simpson was entitled to a new trial. And on November 27, 2013, Judge Linda Bell denied Simpson's bid for a new trial. And last but not least, on July 31, 2013, the Nevada Parole Board granted Simpson's parole on some convictions, but his imprisonment continued based on the weapons and assault convictions. The board considered Simpson's prior record of criminal convictions and good behavior in prison in coming with the decision in his parole hearing on July 20th, 2017, the board decided to grant Simpson parole. He was released from prison on October 1st, 2017, having served nine years. Just in time to cut the new oh, shit. <laughs> Just in time to carve the Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> Good, good, yeah. yeah, I see why not, you know, or count down the 31 days till Halloween with all the <laughs> spooky movies you could watch. Right. That's my favorite month. He likes a good slasher. I do. <laughs> I like a good, uh, beautiful woman's. No, no, no. Jason's holding the knife all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I would love an OJ commentary for the Friday. Don't go in there. <laughs> oh, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Anyway, I'm rooting for Jason, of course. Yeah, <laughs> if that were me in the movie, I'd have killed her like this. Yeah. Hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, I did it. Confessions of a Jason. So, <laughs> anyway, so that's that's his that's his time up till now. I mean, we really haven't. He's had some interviews, which I ch- I looked into. Oh, he loves the spotlight. He does. Uh, you know, and to be honest with you. We're going to play you a clip now, actually. This is for the middle break. This clip um, is what everybody's losing their shit to. It's it's the moment in the Lost Confessions tape that was released that everybody is saying unanimously. He's basically confessing mm-hmm. to the murder. Now, I want to say, yes, he does preface this by saying it's hypothetical. 9,000 times. A lot. He says it a lot. Because <laughs> his lawyers in the background with a paper sign. Hypothetically. Jews, <laughs> uh, stop talking in the first person. Stop. Dude, he gets lost in these stories. He like does. He's like right back in it again. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I think that when it comes to people who are pathological liars, who live their lives in the limelight, who are constantly, constantly. I mean, they forget when they're when they're alive and when they're when they're in a certain spots because they're constantly telling tall tales, telling stories. And I'm just going to say, I think part of it is that it's probably therapeutic to get the truth off of his chest. There's probably part of him who has been waiting for himself to just be able to say how he, how it was and confess. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not a full confession, but if it was even a half confession, it probably feels good. So anyway, here's the excerpt from the Lost Confessions tapes, newly released on 
online. Very difficult for me to do this. Uh, it was very difficult for me because it's hypothetical. I know and I accept the fact that people are going to feel whatever way they're going to feel. <laughs> you know, uh, they're going to, uh, um, you know, some, uh, whatever, uh, whatever they want to feel. In the book, the hypothetical is... Uh, uh, Charlie. Uh, uh, Charlie. <laughs> uh, this guy, Charlie, shows up. The guy who I recently become friends with. And uh, I don't know why you had been by me. Cole's house, but it told me you wouldn't believe what's going on over there. And uh, and I remember thinking, well, whatever's going on over there has got to stop, right? So we kind of hooked up together, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of broad-stroking this. We go over, get in the Bronco and go over. Let, let's just go back and do the details. Where did you I park? Let's do the detail. You park in, in the hypothetical in the alley. Right. You park in the alley. Yeah. And... You put on a wool cap and gloves. Uh, in the hypothetical, I put on a cap and gloves. Right. Yeah. And um, you reached under the seat for? Um, a knife. I always kept a knife in the car for the crazies and stuff because you can't travel with a gun. And I remember Charlie saying, you ain't bringing that. And I didn't, right? But I believe he took it. Charlie took the knife? Yeah. In the book. Yeah. Yes. So the back gate, you go through the back gate. Yes. And it was open or broken or? I don't recall. Okay. I go to the front and I'm looking to see what's going on. Um, and I can see that it appears like Nicole had, I had candles all the time. She really did to keep her overhead down, I think. And music was on. And uh, while I was there, a guy shows up. You know, so Ron Goldman comes in the back gate. Yeah, a, a, a guy I really didn't recognize. I, I may have seen him around, but I really didn't recognize him to be anyone. And uh, and I, in the mood I was in, I started having words with him. He says to you, I just came by to return a pair of glasses. Judy left them at the restaurant. Yeah, words to that effect, yes. And... And uh, he was I don't know if I believe it or didn't believe it. Uh, it was pretty much immaterial because... You know, uh, I was more concerned about everything that, that everything that was going on, you know, and uh, was you know, fed up with it, I guess. And uh, you get into a fight. Nicole comes out. And verbal, a verbal, a verbal fight. fight. Got a little loud, and by that time, uh, uh, Nicole had come out, and we started having words about who is this guy, why is he here, what's going on. And, and she says, "This is my house. Get that the f out yeah, of here." Yes, and. Uh, which I didn't like because, once again, this is the same person. And if you read the book, you'll see some things that happened in the two weeks leading up to this that were uh, very, very irritating, you know. Uh, and I think Charlie had followed this guy in, one make sure it was no problem, and he brought the knife. As things got heated, uh, I just remember the coal fell and hurt herself. And uh, this guy kind of got into a karate thing. And I said, well, you think you can kick my ass? And I remember I grabbed the knife. I do remember that portion, taking the knife from Charlie. And to be honest, after that, I don't remember. Except I'm standing there and there's all kind of stuff around. And um, um, what kind of stuff? Blood and stuff around. You know, we, you know, 
I hate to say this, but this is hard. Right, right. I know we got to back up again. Right. It's <laughs> okay. Know? I'm going to back this up. Is hard. This is this hard. Is hard. To, yeah. I know. I'm going to back up to try to make people think that I'm a no. <laughs> Hypothetically, I love the OJs. <laughs> Good gravy. Second segment of episode two of our part tour. It's time to get down to our favorite segments. We're going to start it off, get it going with some pop culture. <laughs> it's time for the pop culture minute with Josh. Sonic, Sonic Boom! I love you, Larry. <laughs> I love you too, Josh. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to bore you guys too much, so I only have a couple things I'm going to mention here. Okay. There's one that's very obvious. I'll leave that for last. I'm going to first ask you guys, how much you love Seinfeld? It is probably my... F- it's in my top three favorite... God, I, yeah, pop, top three favorite uh, sitcoms. Yeah. Okay. What's your top three, Ryan? Oh, sitcoms? Sitcoms. So that ignores like HBO dramas with. Uh, yes, oil. no dragons and no bullshit like that. <laughs> or zombies. <sighs> Situational comedies. I would say. <sighs> Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is the one mm, that I love. Okay. Um, it kind of fell off this last season. Um, Arrested Development is probably yeah, my number very, one. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. And um, I also really love, except that fourth season, the last season was rough. Well, this the, is that Netflix. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't as good. I want to give a shout out actually to my girl Annie because Riverdale is like the current obsession. Hey, Dark Archie, I'm a comic book guy, so it's fun. But that's not situational comedy. There's nothing <laughs> funny about it. It's just hot. Hot legs, <laughs> hot <laughs> spread akimbo, and oh an Archie verse. Yeah, I don't. Really? Okay, I you know I I didn't watch a lot of situational. I mean, Say by the Bell was my main jam in high school. Hmm. I guess that ages me quite a bit. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not like you, Larry. Okay. I never watched Seinfeld. I wasn't a big fan. Oh wow. Oh, I liked uh, Frasier a little. All right, we'll take it. R.I.P. Dad <laughs> of that show mm-hmm. and dog. Dog. That dog died years ago. More than likely. Uh, <laughs> kind of big so every dog you've seen, in, like Air Bud is dead. You know it. The Fraser dog had a bit of a drug problem, though. So Yeah. Did you guys know that Keyboard Cat just died? I did see that. I'm well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, wow. He, did you kill him? Jeez. <laughs> I mean, hypothetically. I, yeah, I parked in the alley, actually. I mean. Hey, uh, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> 
I sell you Chinese food. <laughs> Larry, you're going to make all of our listeners seriously probably think that if you cut somebody's head off, that it pops off like a champagne cork. It does. It's scientifically been proven. Yeah, of course. Got to make sure you got a net out. Every That's how you time. know it's fresh. <laughs> Yeah. And then you can count the rings afterwards. Mm-hmm. See count the rings. See how old they were. See how old they were. That's how it works. No, true story though. With keyboard, <laughs> with keyboard cat, I thought keyboard cat was that initial video, the one that they posted to the. I thought that was the fucking greatest thing ever when I saw that. <laughs> that wasn't the original. The original cat in that first video died, and then he got. Oh, a new I thought cat. he got. They were, they were like, we can't have you in the band anymore. You have a drug problem. You're being replaced. <laughs> I love a cat in it. Damn it. <laughs> But fame has gotten to you, mm-hmm. keyboard cat. <laughs> Anyways, this is an easy answer. Too for much me. nip for you. That'll do it. <laughs> you hit the nip hard, you're going to be replaced. I'm going to say Seinfeld, the IT crowd, oh, and yeah. Scrubs. Oh, those are good ones. Ooh, and I got oh, and Jazz is so cool. You got a platinum in situational <laughs> comedies. <laughs> I got a platinum in studio audience laughter. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, I would have to say my top three are... Uh? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Not that. Um, we all I, look like Wilson behind these. Yeah, we do. We have to post pictures of what we're talking about when we say the, <laughs> the large flasks. Yep. <laughs> God. All right, my top three. Uh, IT Crowd. Okay. Golden Girls. Oh. Oh. And I Love Lucy. Thank oh, that is a good one. Yeah, I'm so old. I am. See, that's the worst part is I'm the youngest one here, but I have the oldest taste in sitcoms. My three so favorite. Larry says like mash. No. <laughs> Seinfeld, Scrubs, and boy, that number three. There's so many because Mr. Belvedere. I'm going to go with uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, oh good oh, choice. Yeah. That's a really good one. That's a good one. It's a, it's a recent one too, isn't it? Yes. But it's one I've watched every single episode. Cool. I, I, I want to watch Modern Family. I heard that's really good. Yeah, I have no interest in it, no. personally. Okay. But anyway, so if you guys like Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, pop culture. It's a yeah. hell of a tangent. This yeah. all is pop culture, though. It is true. Yep. There is a specific episode. Culture. <laughs> called The Caddy. And in the episode, if, if, you, if anybody remembers, Elaine gives her nemesis, Sue Ellen... Uh, Mishk, a bra, and Susan or Sue puts the bra on, and as she's wearing it, Kramer sees her in said bra while driving a vehicle and gets into a car accident. So then he he sues <laughs> Sue, and during the trial, she is supposed to put the bra on. Well, of course, the glove doesn't fit. And the quote is, a bra's got to fit right up on a person's skin, <laughs> like a glove. <laughs> so, and then in another episode called The Big Salad, Kramer finds himself on the run with an ex-baseball player who is suspected of murder. And tossing salads. And was the, the getaway vehicle, a white Ford Bronco. <laughs> so, I love that show. Uh, there was a episode of Family Guy called The Juice is Loose. Isn't that one where they do a musical where if I did it kind of was the punchline or uh honestly I, I I'd seen the episode but I it's been a long time. The only thing I re- that I have about the episode specifically is that Peter and uh OJ are childhood friends. They reconnect 
And the plot involves Peter. Uh, or no, he... Peter looked up to OJ growing up. So OJ is... Gets with Peter and they... They... Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but they, he just connects him because he's his hero. And the whole time he thinks hey, he didn't murder anybody. And in the end, OJ pulls out a knife and kills three people. So <laughs> and then I'll get to the, the big one. Of course, the, there was a TV show in 2016 called People vs. OJ Simpson, American Crime Story. It is a 10 part series. And. I want to say, for the record, I loved this show, and I've heard nothing but good things about the second season about Versace. Um, oh yeah, from, my stepmom was raving about the Versace one. Yeah, it's supposed to be awesome, and I, the first season was so fucking good that I can't imagine that the second season is any worse. Or I, I, I can't that this first season. I, I mean. You heard in the opening clip that OJ had issues with Johnny Cochran, but to be honest with you, like it really paints a picture and, and it does. It's perfect when, if you paired that with our episodes or even, um, it's a chaser. It's a good chaser. Yeah. I recommend the ESPN documentary too. That came out at the, I think at the same time as the, uh, people versus OJ. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I think it, a lot of people missed it. It's a six hour ESPN documentary. Check it out. It's like the life. It's it's. Uh, it goes from his childhood all the way up to the up through the trial. Yeah, it's like the his whole life. If you want to know about all the stuff that we didn't cover early, early on, it's great. And his his football career really is highlighted. And uh, yeah, my wife had to stop watching it when we got because it goes into detail the abuse he would deal out to uh, Nicole. Nicole and Aaron's like she tapped out. It's hard. You know what? I had the same side tangent i had the same feeling watching waco which is a subject we cover yeah i watched that miniseries it's How's fucking the- awesome but as soon as they get to the atf showing up it's like hard as fuck to watch mm-hmm. because you really see where it went wrong mm-hmm. anyway keep going bud oh uh, i just i was gonna point out that the the cast on this show is really impressive for being super impressive yeah they had sarah paulson who's from american Horror story and, and one of the best parts of the whole series as Marsha Clark. Yep, and then you had John Travolta as Robert Shapiro, which is a slam dunk. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't even realize that was him for for a bit. Yeah, he doesn't he, look like no. him. No, he doesn't. It's like when Harrison Ford was in that uh, Jackie Robinson movie Forty Two. Mm. Like it was like three quarters of the movie. Like that's Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Mr. Uh, OJ himself is being played by Cuba Gooding Jr., Oscar winner. Oscar winner Cuba Gooding Jr. Hey, and I think that's his, might be his third role as a football player. Yeah, and he's perfect. He does a great job. I mean, some people may he's have a good issues. Dog but... sled racer too. Wasn't he in that dog race? What was that? <laughs> Frost dogs or whatever, something like that. The, slippery, the slipper, white mile, slippery canines or whatever. <laughs> Ice skating pups. I don't know. They got a million of those movies. You trip on them when you go to a video store. R.I.P. Video stores. Video stores, yeah. <laughs> now they're just kiosks in front of in front of the mall. <laughs> Take this. With a sun hood that you put over like you're taking a picture in the 1800s. <laughs> you are. You're taking a picture of your eyeballs and your credit card. That's a little what... squeezy flash. Yep. <laughs> what else you got, Josh? Anything? Are we good? That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's oh, your pop boy. culture. 
I didn't even give him his music. I'll put that underneath. Oh, boy. Forgot about that. Oh, boy. Put some funky. Of course, yeah. I put some OJs under there. Yeah. So, usually when we sit and we marinate into some pop culture, we like to transition real quickly to our other side of the internet, where all the crazies go to ask questions are Yahoo Answers. Good Lord. That girl's really happy in that. No, I don't like, know what happened to that person. Like, <laughs> it's like she got pinched on the butt by motherhood. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> She's real tired. All right. Um, so <laughs> Yahoo answers. Our first question. I have three questions. Uh, the first question is, did OJ Simpson kill his wife? Yes. The best answer just says, I assume so. Oh. Uh, Mrs. Butler to be wrote, the world may never know and who cares? Leave the bro alone. Why don't you ask about the Ramses? You people always have something to say about the brother man. Question the other man for a change. (laughs) I'm not a racist, but every time black people do something, it never goes away. But when American whites do something, it's an honest mistake. Really ask the Menendez brothers. Yeah. Although they were a little more Latino, I suppose. Future episode. Yeah. By the way, she, her, Mrs. Butler to be, was she like, this is my fiance. He's a butler. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seek Fulfill wrote, no doubt about it. It is funny how justice is applied in the U.S. Something must be terribly wrong with this so-called great country. That was answered a decade ago. If that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's. You, you know what? Some countries have to deal with being shot at every day. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, Mr. Carl92807 said Real jury- last name, by the way. Yeah. Not a bot. <laughs> Real last name. <laughs> this is 90210. <laughs> yep. Uh, jury said no, but the evidence said yes. Yes. Trainer Man responded, nope, it was Lando Calrissian. Oh, oh that's a weird Star Wars stupid thing. Uh, <laughs> Kitty Rogers. By Bubba Fett. <laughs> responded yes. Bubba Fett. When the rapture comes, he will be very sorry. Papa Fett. Papa Fett. Is that gonna be your next dog's name? Papa Fett. Puppy Pop- Fett. Puppy Fett. Puppy Fitz. Uh, so the next question is: So what do you think of the whole OJ thing? Uh, Lynn M wrote: I dislike the man and always have. I believe he commit these murders. I believe the jury didn't want a racial thing going on. They have to live with their verdict. I feel sorry for OJ's children and for the Brown and Goodman family going through all of this again. But for OJ, he can rot in hell for all I care. I will not spend any money on this book, nor will I ever read it. <laughs> you tell him, Lynn M. Damn straight, girl. Right? Uh, I could care less of, says Judas Rabbi. Which Judas. means she could care a little, a little more. Yeah. Uh, the tank's almost full. C- celebrity Girl writes, O.J. Simpson is a vain and inconsiderate individual. I will not buy his book or watch his mock interview. Uh, and then, let's see. Altruistic wrote, Pope is okay. My granddaughter, no Pope. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder, like... Do people on meth just go on Yahoo Answers? They're like, ask, you could ask Yahoo, maybe. <laughs> they might t- they might answer that for you. Okay. Maybe now, that's a future episode. Maybe we should ask some questions. We should ask some questions on, on Yahoo Answers and see what we should. We, we should. All right. Now, this one is my particular favorite, just yeah. because I don't even have to read the answers. The question in and of itself is the punchline here. Okay. 
Do you think team Tim Tebow is the most famous white Bronco since OJ Simpson? <laughs> ah. Ah. A little older of a question, but yeah. Yep. So, yeah. That's silly. And I think that's been your Yahoo answers. It is. Guys, it's time. It's finally time after two episodes for a motherfucking verdict. In one corner. Oh, my goodness. Four podcasters you trust more than your life. Definitely more than OJ. Probably. (laughs) And the other corner, the juice. And he's loose. So it's time for us to boil this down. It's time for us to have the real trial right now, right here. The four of us with... Did this motherfucker kill these people? We need to lay down the law right now. Josh, it's time. Tell us, what's your verdict? Yeah, of course he did it. (laughs) Of course he did it. (laughs) What dumbass thinks that he didn't? He did it. That's it. Yeah, absolutely he did it. I I can't imagine anyone who would look at all the evidence and 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 call it inconclusive. Like absolutely he did it. He laughs when he talks about it. <laughs> hypothetically laughs. Hypo- yeah, he hypothetically, hypothetically laughs. Larry? Yeah, he did it and Charlie was Jason. Ooh. Yep, I, I believe like he had help that. there. Wow. Cuz I tend to think there's no way OJ by himself against two people. Well, Ronald Goldman did have a uh, black belt, so he was a ninja. Yeah. Mm. Oh. So I think Jason was there to help. Wow. I like that. Yeah, he did it. Um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because I do like the guy, but it's, uh, it's like getting all the skeletons out of the closet of somebody Who's a superstar that you liked as a kid? Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, Kevin Spacey. Ugh, fuck, 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 fuck. Louis C.K. Everything sucks nowadays. You either <laughs> you either die a hero or live long enough. Or beat to off long enough to get caught. <laughs> you, know, you become a villain, <laughs> and that's your verdict. Oh boy. Well, well, that was a. That ended up. I sorry, I cut that off a little too quickly. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> but they're still sawn heads in the corner. All right. Well, hey, you know what? It's time to finish this episode with a quizical. Let's get quizical. that Olivia Newton-John has just has the voice of an angel. She does, doesn't she? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I had a crush on her back in the day. Oh, who didn't? Who didn't? Yeah. Not April. Me. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Truth corner. Truth corner, yeah. So since it's the 90s, we'll go to another 90s quiz. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. 90s music. Oh. Ooh, okay. 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 I think Josh, if I had to guess, I'm not a, I'm not a, 
person who can see the future, but I'm just going to say I'm going to guess. I'm going to put my money on Josh. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> we'll see. Question on number one. How many members were there in the Spice Girls? Josh. April. Josh. Five. That is correct. Spice it was five. Fun fact, when we moved in together, that was the only movie that we both had in our collections. Oh, Lord. When we, like, combined, that was the only movie that we had doubles of (laughs) Spice World. Of course, that was Scary Spice, Sporty Spice, Baby Spice, Ginger Spice, and Posh Spice. All right. Whatever happened to Blackface Spice? (laughs) That didn't work out so well. (laughs) Released in 1992, complete the title of the Madonna song, This Used to Be My Blank. Ryan. Ryan. Playground. That is correct, Ryan. Nice. One, Josh. One. Josh will say that he knew that, but he just I did not know that one. Question number three. Which Disney film does the hit record A Whole New World? Josh. Josh. Aladdin. That is correct, Josh, too. Running completely over his wife like OJ Simpson used to run over corner. <laughs> Safeties in the NFL. I parked in the alley. Hypothetically. <laughs> I was a shortcut, though. Question number four. Which Grammy award-winning vocal group was featured on LL Cool J's 1996 hit Hey Lover? A, 98 Degrees, B, Backstreet Boys, C, All for Love, or D, Boys Josh, to Men. Boys to Men. That is correct, Josh. Three. <laughs> Ryan shit. won. Hi, April. Yeah. Question number One of you guys will snipe it here. Number five, worth a whole new set of knives. <laughs> I need some gloves, actually. You only get one. Oh, maybe a new hat. The song Barbie Girl. Josh. Agua. That is incorrect. A, T, L, C, B, Aqua, C, Steps, or D, and Sink. Wait, you said Agua. Agua. I said... (laughs) April. April. Aqua. That is correct. (laughs) Agua is water in Spanish. I said aqua. You said agua. That's right. <laughs> All right. Here's the deal. Hold on. Hold on. Here's the deal. If you talk like Ryan, you lose. Man. If you pronunciate, you win. Apparently, uh, when I go I, back and edit this, I'm going to f- slow down the tape and we'll find out if you said agua or aqua. And I might have to, we aqua. might pre, we might pre. Agua. All yeah, the Josh, I, all the Josh fans are gonna freak out. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, but I, Ryan, the way pre- I pronounce it, I, the Q is harder. I don't know. Never mind. Ryan predicted Aqua. Josh would win, and he Aqua. lost. April one. Holy bullshits, Batman. Aqua. Hey, now Aqua. All right, pull the PT Cruiser to the side of the road. You've been drinking too much Red Bull. I'd like some guacamole with that too, as well. Exactly. All no, right, it's guacamole. Guacamole. <laughs> Let's Pick try on to- a guy's disabilities here. This is my friend Gweg. <laughs> Let's try to knock these plugs out in like a minute. Mm-hmm. Josh, okay. where are you when you're not here? <laughs> Off Tempo Podcast. April. Potty Slam Podcast. Larry. Ephus Podcast.net. 
So if you want to get in us and like us, please on Facebook, we do a vote every year, every year, every, every, every year, every month. <laughs> we do a vote for a new episode we're going to do. Hit us up. Like us on Facebook. Conspiracy T Show is where you find us on Twitter. Also, Conspiracy Therapy Show. Send us an email. Tell us, do you like us? And that is all I have to say. By the way, if you want shirts, you can hit us up on shop.spreadshirt.com slash conspiracy therapy podcast. And it's on our Facebook. Anybody have anything they want to add to this episode before we end? Hey, check us out on Spotify. Yes. Oh, damn. Good. Good job. <laughs> April. April gets a gold star. <laughs> you guys know that she is awesome. Everybody? Yes. I was aware. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. We'll see you next week. I like week. how my husband doesn't answer. <laughs> well, still, how she, he's he still mad about yeah. Agua. <laughs> It's totally going on the soundboard, too. Agua. (laughs) It's just how I pronounce it, damn it. That's all right. See you next week, Josh, on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy. Have a great one. Agua. of Beer City Media.